Hi there, this is Not Invented Here, a show about tech, product development and business, and I'm your host, Dima Malenko. Well, it happened so that in Podcast Network that I created called Sonar One, something dramatic happens to podcasts when they reach number of episodes, which is some power of two. And it's no wonder that something also happens to Not Invented Here. This is episode 17 and those of you who've listened to previous 16 episodes might have noticed that the language is now different and that's right uh, going forward i'm going to make and record this podcast in english this is something that came to me almost out of the blue but this is something i i want to do so if english is not something you're ready to take in that would be time to sign out i will miss you greatly but this is where i want to take this this podcast so now back to business i'm sure you've heard of skype this wonderful wonderful voice over ip communication program that has been with us for ages and we've been using it for years and years and years and some of us still continue using it and but some of us don't uh, some of us don't use Skype anymore, and surprisingly, in, in the past month, Microsoft added one more reason for those of us who were still with Skype to kind of consider switching to alternatives. You, you may have heard and, or you may have witnessed that Skype went through what Verge called radical. In, in, actually, in, in their article, they, they use this a number of times, the radical redesign of Skype. I've got this new Skype on my iPhone like sometime in previous couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm an open-minded person, but it caught me by surprise how, how different the Skype was. Uh, the good thing that it still continued I'm making calls and I could continue using it, but it took some learning to get used to how new controls look and where are they placed and, and things like that. And I thought that would be a good thing to discuss the redesigns in, in general, because you do, <laughs> you can almost say that you don't do redesign out of goodness of your heart, but I, I now think that that might be true in some cases you might want to do redesigns for that reason but there have to be reasons for software developers to do redesigns for their software and there are reasons of why those redesigns might not be well received or well accepted by the public and it would be interesting to look into reasons of why redesigns are done and why they they can fail and what possibly can be done to make them more or less successful and this Skype story will give us uh, some good ideas to talk about. So when thinking about why redesign a software, especially when this software is more or less successful, you have users, I came up with three reasons of why you may want to do that. First of all, you may want to modernize your user interface because as time goes, the surroundings of your application change and you more or less are forced to keep up with uh, times. You have to make sure that your application is not too different from 
from the surroundings of it, from the environment where it runs. So, so, so that your application does not stand out in a bad way by being not only different, being different is okay, but being different and retro looking or something like that is not a good idea, is generally not a good idea. So you, you may remember that some time ago, iOS switched from one design language, which is called, well, which is called by the public and the audience skeuomorphism to a more flat design that happened around iOS 7. And many, many of the applications, especially mainstream applications, had to rethink their visuals and make them look more modern. And also some time ago, Android switched to material design and that also forced applications which wanted to still have an appeal to users to also keep up with times and update their UI, their look and feel to match the new surrounding, new environment for that application. And and that's that's an obvious thing where you have to go through redesign. And this generally means that you just reskid your application. You change the look of the application, you change the feel of the application, but you generally do not change the experience of the application. And and that that one of the reasons why you may want to go into redesign when surroundings force you to do so by by changing the rules of the game. And also the just general fashion of trends may change. And this is especially pronounced with web applications. And you can generally, by looking at web application, tell from which era this web application is. Recently, I had a chance to look at the application called ERP5, which is an open source web-based ERP system. And this application is clearly a representative of the times when people or developers rather first started thinking that it's possible to create consumer type applications and package them as web applications so that you don't get a traditional graphical user interface app which is installed on your computer but it's rather a web application installed on your your computer or in your in your network those like late 90s i guess early 2000s and looking at the application, you can immediately tell that this is the application from that era, that the design language used in the application was first introduced at those times and have changed since. So the first reason to do redesign is to modernize UI, to make up look more up-to-date. The second thing when you consider redesign is when you have to rethink the user experience overall. And this can happen because of different things. The more straightforward one is when you want to add new functions, new features to the to your application, it means that you have to make real estate for those new features on the screen or on the display elements of your application. And that almost by definition requires you to rethink, rearrange, restructure your application to make sure that with all the increased amount of functionality, user still has quick access to functions he he needs the most and still can get to all those more obscure functions which may now be hidden somewhere 
in the application. And an example of it might be when you have a mobile application which in its first version had like say three functions, three key functions, you could place buttons or something to activate all those three key functions on the display, on the, on the screen for the user, and you didn't have to think about structuring them in one way or another. They just were there. But then with version two, when you have, let's say, not three, but six functions now, you cannot place all of those six buttons on the screen because that would be too much. That wouldn't leave enough space for other elements of the application. And you have to hide some of them. One of the ways to do that, which is not particularly good way, you know, many people think, and I, I tend to agree with them that hamburger menus are not such a good idea, but for the purpose of an example, I think that would be a good thing to, uh, to, to look at. You may want to hide some of those new functions or old functions under the hamburger menu. But since this may seem as a simple change, but in fact, this is a drastic change to the experience of your application because you introduce layers, you introduce tiers of the functions right there. Some of them are available immediately on the screen and some of them, which you can call second tier functions, are available in two clicks after you press the hamburger menu, the menu opens and then you can activate the function. This is the change to the user experience and this is something which you can call a simple redesign. You have to rethink how users interact with your application and make sure that this redesign does not piss users off. Or at least if you hide some of their functions, they are used to being first order functions or first tier functions. You hide them in the hamburger menu, making them second tier functions that other functions that remain being first tier uh, are worthwhile uh, for users to to be there and this is an this is an example of when you again might be forced to do a redesign because you have to rethink user experience because the application grows and you need to make room for more more functions in the application another thing which is what i think happened with skype here is in order to be on par with their competitors, which are lurking on their space of voice calling on the internet, like Messenger and WhatsApp and apps like Snapchat and things like that, the voice calling there is not main functions and people use them for stories and pictures and pages and stickers and things like that. And But because of they also happen to have voice calling capabilities P people start going to skype less to make calls and use different other apps to, to to make make calls and skype team and microsoft wanted to keep those users with skype and so they decided that it would be not so bad of an idea to introduce functions or rather in my notes i i called this borrow features from a competitor but introduce functions or features seen in other competitors into Skype. But because Skype was originally designed around voice calling and list of contacts 
and it's not it, it was not meant as a disguise and friend discovery tool or even lesser a content discovery tool when they tried to introduce those features they had to rethink the entire user experience and this is what led to the redesign of the skype we are now now talking about so this is the second reason application grows you need to add more functions we will not get into discussions of where those new functions come from but we will leave it that you want to add new functions and you need to fit them into the application somehow and this can prompt a redesign well another more subtle idea of why you may want to consider redesign is given a face for under the hood updates so if you have an application and in the new version you rewrote some backend engine or some under the hood things have changed have improved and have maybe even dramatically changed for the better if you keep them under the same shell and you do not give any sort of visual presentation to this change this update might be much less appreciated by users because they tend to judge the updates and their desire to pay for those updates by the external factors and look of application plays an important role in that so even though your update might be focused around under the hood updates changes in the engine of the application you may still want to do a facelift for your app to highlight those under the hood changes and give a face to the improved version of the application and this also usually happens or i would say should happen as a facelift or just light visual touch without major things but this is also a place where you can call that we have a redesigned application and sometimes you can even call this application was redesigned from ground up in this case you focus on the update of internals but it makes sense to do a little extra step and also give up an update in in the ui which we can call a redesign so okay so th those are good all good reasons for doing a redesign but <laughs> if everything was that easy we wouldn't have this discussion so what are the reasons why redesigns might fail and first and foremost i think is that when you're redesigning product you are changing an existing software and that's the key to understanding the dynamics of redesigns and how they may not be accepted by your users when you're introducing a new product however radical design it has it doesn't mean much when you introduce new product users your prospect users take it for what it is they don't have any previous history with you with your product with how things are done and then they judge the application and make purchasing decisions based purely on their evaluation of how good the application uh, might be in solving their problem or helping them accomplish their task they want to accomplish with this application but when there is a previous history when you're introducing a new version which is redesigned notice this re which uh, appears in this case it was 
there, there is no redesign when you're introducing new product. Users for the new version of your application are divided into two distinct categories. Users who have used your application already, who have history, who have some muscle memory of accessing functions and doing things with your application, and new users who look at your application with new fresh eyes. And those two categories of users have dramatically different expectations and dramatically different needs when it comes to the updated version of your application. Users who have previous history, they want to be able to keep doing the thing they were doing. They want to find things they used to find in the same place. Well, to a certain extent, but this is something that they have. This is one of the driving forces behind their purchasing decisions and behind their reviews they will leave for the new version of your application. Whereas new users who never used your application previously look at it with a fresh set of eyes and they do not compare this new version with the old version and the way they used to do things, but they compare your application with applications from your competitors. And they, by the looks of the application, by the promise of certain functions and features, decide whether to go with you or to go with your competitor. And those two groups of people have completely different interests. And this is what burned Skype in this case. They designed a new version to appeal to new users who are looking at Snapchats, at Facebook messengers, and see that there are stories, there are some fancy things. And when they look at Skype, they see no those fancy things and decide to go with Snapchat. And Microsoft designed this new version to appeal to those kind of users. And they we can say, we can say that, I guess, neglected the needs of users who've been with Skype forever. And the good thing that Microsoft is receptive to, to, to feedback and they published a blog post saying that they will, uh, they will address some, some of the feedback they received. And from that particular blog post, I was surprised to learn that there was even some functions that were removed from the Skype and this new redesign, and they promise to reintroduce those things in in later updates. So this is a good illustration for this type of dynamic with which happens with the new version and and redesign. There are two when you're introducing new products, you can do whatever you want. All users, all. Uh, people look at this with same set of fresh eyes. When you are redesigning a product and introducing new version, which departs from how the application looked and behaved previously, you have two different types of users, those who have history with your app and those who don't. And you have to balance interests of those two groups to make a successful uh, redesign. And we can say that and actually, in my notes, I know that this is a second reason of why redesigns might not go well or might... Well, this is, yeah, this is more of an explanation of why redesigns don't go well, but this is also can be a reason if you are a forward-thinking person of why not doing redesign. 
if your application doesn't stay true to itself with this redesign, there is a high chance, like in the case of Skype, that you will get some backlash and you will have to, to respond to, to it. And speaking of those redesigns and introducing new versions with a different look and feel and different user experience, um, the story of Microsoft Office 2007 comes to my mind when they did switch to the ribbon interface. And although some users didn't like this in, in, in the first place, it seems that the backlash was not that bad. And you can say that overall for Microsoft at that time, this redesign went quite well. But we have to remember that this redesign was just a change in user experience. They didn't take anything away and they, they, they may have added some new features here and there. But one of the key things of that update was changing the UI to make uh, functions more accessible to users and make functions which are used more often, more, more prominent. The only thing uh, which I think, I guess, to this day bothers me with, the, with this update, and I don't know if it was solved or whether maybe even if it needs a solution, when previously you had all functions organized in a menu, like in all other traditional applications, rather than ribbons with with uh, tool, tool buttons and toolbars, you could go through all of the menus and be more or less sure that you now have gone through all of the features which are in, in the application. If you were looking for something and you knew that it's there, you could go through all of the menus and see what's there and you know uh, find it. Or if you didn't know if something's there, but you thought that it, it is a feature that might be in there, you could go through menus and figure out whether it's there or it's not. With the ribbon interface, I think it's a little bit more difficult and challenging to have this check. But, um, but overall, it seems that this redesign worked quite, quite well. So it is a good example saying that you can really pull off a redesign and you know, not burn your users and yourself. So I, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. I, I could not come up with other reasons of why redesigns might go bad. The, the key thing that the with redesign users split into two categories with very different needs and the push or pushback from those different groups of users creates very interesting dynamic which you as a developer have to solve when introducing a new version of your application with redesign. So if you know of good other examples of successful or maybe not so successful redesigns, uh, let me know. There might be something I've missed here, and most certainly there is something I missed here. But in your stories and the examples you bring, there might be some additional things that will be worth discussing and taking a look at. What are the driving forces behind certain things happening? 
So until then, I'll see you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Dimalenko. You can find me in Facebook. And you are more than welcome to come to sonar.one and leave your comment uh, under this episode. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>